वेलकम टू न्यूज लॉन्ड्री पॉडकास्ट दिस इज एन एल हफ्ता वेल वर वीक इट्स बिन मेसी रिटायर्ड फ्रॉम फुटबॉल आफ्टर चिले बीट अर्जेंटीना हार्ट ब्रेकिंग ब्रेक्सिट हैपन्ड वेल हार्ट ब्रेकिंग फॉर सम एंड एक्साइटमेंट फॉर अदर्स अर्नब गोस्वामी लुक लविंगली एट पी एम मोदी फ्लटरिंग आईज एंड ऑल वेल मोदी जी स्पोक अबाउट स्टफ ही वॉन्टेड विद अर्नब अर्नब एड फ्यू कॉम्प्लीमेंट्स नाउ एंड देन सम कॉल इट एन इंटरव्यू Uh, but it got a lot of viewership and it set new records in engagement i believe on facebook and twitter unsurprisingly subramanyam swami is not backing off to the apparent tick off by modi ji going by his recent tweets beef smugglers forced to eat cow dung india isn't getting into nsg uh, the suicide attacks at istanbul airport and most importantly priyanka chopra's armpit is quite smooth so no need to photoshop it this story made it to cnn news 18's top 5 stories of the day we'll discuss that too because we have a guest Uh, who hopefully can give some expertise on subjects such as these <laughs> including the last one that is mk venu uh, founding editor of the wire hi venu welcome thank you <laughs> uh, i am abhinandan sekri welcome to news laundry hafta episode 74 angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte remember when corporations pay corporations are served when the public pays the public is served support independent media support news laundry also support the wire which is also on an ad free platform if i'm not wrong yeah thank you all right So yeah for those of you who don't like us you have an option there okay uh, our guest as i said is venu mk venu i'll tell you about him he's founding editor of the wire.in he's former executive editor of the hindu former managing editor of financial express and i just found out he was also city editor for the patriot in the 80s is that right yeah 80s right yeah those days they used to call us chief reporters city editor became a it came as a nomenclature much how old were you back then I was 26 years old. 20. Yeah, I was actually the probably the youngest chief reporter in town at that time. I see. And we also have Manisha Pandey, our own. Hi, Manisha. Hi. Anand Ranganathan. Hello. Rangankal, a scientist who I have a very important question for which I'll come to at the end of this. This podcast is produced by Karthik Nijhavan and uh, recorded by Anil. Thank you both. We have emails and listeners uh, have written in, and we also have questions from Venu because we had tweeted this out that you'll be coming. Okay. So, uh, what do you want to start with? Do we should we just get the interview out of the way? So much has been written about it. Yeah. You and Siddharth reviewed it also on Facebook, right? Yeah, we did a half an hour. Immediately after the interview ended, we did a uh, Facebook live via Facebook live hmm. where we thought we did an objective dissection of the interview and? about yeah about things that were not asked about. uh which clearly brought out the fact that that the interview was uh the questions were filtered so we Does found that, that surprise you it didn't surprise me at all would uh, you think otherwise well i have uh, i have no hesitation in saying that under the upa arnab goswami uh, resembled a, a, a tiger in ranthambore uh, these days he resembles the tiger in delhi zoo <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> so that's that's the difference. But yeah, uh, Anisha, you not have when he's talking about Pakistan or JNU, though. Then he's pretty much a tiger in the wildest of spaces. <laughs> well, even and he there, really takes people on when you're talking about. Even there, he. Uh, if you see his record of covering uh, the JNU event, he clearly the channel clearly was wrong in uh, stating uh, that. 
in putting up a fake uh, yeah video. the wire and times now had a lot of back and they, forth they, and he sent us a legal notice and yeah then you guys actually retracted uh, we sent a counter legal notice saying uh, that th this is the proof so what we are saying is right no first uh, i think siddharth in, uh, said in that good okay faith if, in good faith said yeah. i apologize if that's the case but then later when you reviewed it you were actually right yeah, you had we just right. assumed that he was right because we just assumed he, uh, because he he has such a huge establishment i thought the times legal department would have done uh, Some due massive due diligence so hmm. we thought there's no point cross checking that's then true. to our, to our pleasant surprise we realized we were right so then we sent a legal notice after that so where's the case now I think they realized their mistake and they just quiet. So uh, no one's they, getting they, any money. They were the ones who held out the threat. Is anyone getting any money? Yar, bad. Kam ki baat karo, Venu sir. Yeah, you know, I, I, I actually thought uh, that's that, a revenue model, right? Th there. That we should have pursued the case and got some money out of uh, <laughs> Bennett Coleman, the behemoth. <laughs> We could have run our wire for a few years. That's a revenue model. You know, instead of always depending. What is your? But that would have happened only if we did a damage damages suit. But damages suit in India take very long. It can be a while. So I mean, that would be a slow incubation like startup. Yeah, slow incubation. If that's your revenue model, what do you think of the interview, Anand? Right, it was a sham to begin with. I mean, plain and simple. It was. I think there comes a time in every journalist's life. Uh, when he has to decide what is more important, you know, just the TRP mm. or his or her reputation. Mm. And I think Arban, Arnab, I was saying Arban, <laughs> Arnab would be known um, for this interview. Yeah, I you think know, actually, his sir, it's a single, uh, what is, I agree with that. Uh, for a journalist who's built such a great reputation as a crusader yeah. to let it go. Uh, I was very surprised. I, and what surprised me more, if I can just add, is that I mean, someone like Shekhar Gupta, for example, mm. that was, I was incensed when he was actually rebuking a lot of other journalists by saying the, that don't, uh, uh, you know, don't uh, basically uh, sour grapes. Yeah, sour grapes, and you know, you have to. just because you didn't get it. Uh, you, you know, crying. Uh, uh, you know, the I love that tweet. What you said that a journalist. Only the questions matter held with the interview. Yes. For an operator, yeah. only the interview matters held with the questions. Absolutely. Very true. And also, when people started saying News Laundry gave such a bad review because of sour grapes, I want to remind them, there is a lady who we all know called Madhu Trehan who had an interview scheduled with two very big people and the interview didn't go ahead. But, but there's a buzz that this interview was offered to some other media organization and uh, that media, media organization ref refused to accept uh, the terms and conditions on, the, on these terms. Uh, but you know, journalistically, it was it was such a cop out because he just did not ask Modi uh, on the issue of uh, BJP's uh, uh, the, the the hotheads, the, the, the not mm. the, the not the fringe, but the core, the lunatic core. Uh, there was no uh, supplementary question. There, there were MPs, there were ministers who have been talking all the stuff. You know? On even other issues, we've done a fact check piece. Uh, he didn't cover. But um, anything else? Can you move on to the next? Or do you want I to actually feel that I think, and this Arnab hints in the later interview that he's given to News Mobile, he is above and beyond journalism and he knows that space. He is there to set the agenda in the sense that I'm going to do this interview, I'll do it in the way that I want to do, criticize me, but he will get people talking. And that's what he's achieved with this interview, and I think that's what he. When he succeeded in that, yeah, you're right. But yeah, even I mean, Rocky Sawant, that, that's that's not really. Well, news. I mean, that's but a very then there's two things. Two things. I don't think uh, Manisha. One is then you do not call the Rocky Sawant films, for example, don't do as well as Times Now shows and interviews do. No, but so there is a certain kind of 
a thing that he starts with whatever he picks up and then people follow up. Well, actually on television, Rakhi Sawant's uh, TV shows will have about 10 times of viewership. Rakhi Ka Insaf, Rakhi Ka Insaf, that flop show on Imagine, probably had 10 times of viewers that Times now does. So yeah, if you want to compare TV to TV. Again, different yeah, so what I'm channels. saying is, exactly, so it's not news. You want to run a circus, you run it on colours, you run it on... No, but I don't think the Times Now interview with the PM was exactly a circus. It was, it was is, very softball kind of You're not of talking about the interview, you said he has positioned himself. I'm talking about his positioning. If you want to talk about the interview, you can talk about the interview as well. But his yeah. positioning is that similar to a circus like a Rakhi Ka Insaf or a... Uh, you know, who was that? Uh, that guy who used to have fights on his, who started this whole yeah. thing. Sure, the Newsar is quite, I mean, it is Jerry sort Spring. of a subject. Jerry Springer. You know, but then again, everything in, he does on Newsar, does, it does sort of have an impact, it does get people talking, and he just wants to do that. No, it's um, not quality journalism or whatever. I think there are two things here. One is, uh, Manisha, if, you, if you're going to do that, hmm. then don't call your format as frankly speaking. Because A, it is not. Okay, <laughs> you're not being frank enough. And number two, uh, I remember, I think one of the first interviews uh, to be put up on the News Laundry website was uh, Madhu's uh, interview of Karan Thapar. Hmm. Okay, and uh, I would uh, really recommend viewers to watch it for the journalist, uh, journalist perspective, where Madhu asked that, I think one of the interviews that Karan did was with P. Chitambaram. Hmm. And the questions were vetted. Hmm. And only after the interview, it was written in a very small print that the questions were, I can't exactly yeah, yeah, remember, I remember that basically the questions the were actually screened by P. Now, if you're going to do that sort of thing, uh, you know, then don't call it journalism. But I don't think the do problem it. You know, it's like I remember when Vijay Malaya was in a lot of uh, trouble two, three years ago. Akar Patel did a piece in, I think, GQ or something like that, you know, basically singing eulogies of hmm. Vijay Malaya. If it's a bit like that, then fine, you know. And but he was I, on his team, he was on the PR team, there was some conflict of interest. His wife was on the... No, fundamentally, yeah. actually, fundamentally, even I had great expectations of the first interview in two years. Uh, Modi was uh, accused by the media and everybody of having just a one-way conversation, right? Uh, this is a new thing in Indian politics. Uh, now, at last, there was relief that Modi is breaking this one-way conversation, <laughs> you know, trend. So, there was genuine excitement among journalists. Yeah. The, the disappointment was that Arnab uh, allowed him to continue that one-way conversation. Yeah. I think it did a disservice to both. And I think if it was a PR exercise, it didn't work. It actually had the negative impact in my you see, view. You see, Indian Express today, uh, Shelja Bajpai, uh, the media... No, everyone... The last line says that there were two interviews. Uh, one was of the Prime Minister and one was of a potential spokesperson, you know. Yeah, he said that Arunab, she basically called him a spokesperson. Well, I mean, uh, another point I'd like to make is that I can't think of any of the main, uh, I mean, the famous so-called quote-unquote celebrity anchors or journalists that, you know, go around, who would have done a better job. I was just going to say... Uh, the no, point no, is, the, the, anger, the anger comes because there's this sort of a, maybe real or imagined, glass ceiling between Arnab and the rest, which he was building it up. You know, I am, I am objective, I am this, you know, me versus the rest. That has been shredded to tatters. Actually, I, disagree. You know I think Barkha would have done a really good interview. She is not combative, but... Every interview of hers, well, she always watched, she draws a person out. No, I think she's. I good. have watched uh, Barkha's interview with Arvind Kejriwal. In fact, I tweeted about it, and it was it was not as bad as Arnab's interview of Modi. But you know, she, she just gets a person to talk. Yeah, but she gets a, no, she, she doesn't get angry and she doesn't get combative. But she she doesn't relent. So when you were saying, sorry. No, no, I'm. 
maybe she's right. What uh, she's saying is right. Maybe Arnab has done this deliberately to to create a uh, a kind of different kind of consensus. Uh, maybe he wants to drive the agenda in the way that he wants to. It can be a pro-establishment agenda. Why not? Sure, it can. You know, in, in the U.S. Uh, journalists, but then he should say it upfront. There are Democrats who who support a certain set of policies. Uh, then there are Republicans who support different. And in the column, they Paul Krugman or Tom, yeah. Fitt, you know, they they say, I say it upfront. I, I support policies of of, of this. Uh, when they come as commentators, even now every morning that John Lemon's show yeah, on yeah. CNN, the journalists who come, it says you know, it's a Trump supporter or a Hillary supporter or a Sanders supporter. They they pretty much put it out there. You know, I find that in other ways also, Arnab uh, or Times now. Uh, they, they are they are very very nationalistic. They they are very muscular in the uh, in the way they support national BJP's nationalism. Hmm. Uh, Arnab also by and large agrees with the BJP line, uh, uh, which reflected which in the interview that there is no need to go into why Ishraj, uh, whether Ishraj Jahan was indeed uh, terrorist uh, or not. killed in a no in a encounter. Or not, yeah. even, as long as she's even if she's a terrorist, yeah. Uh, yeah, is, it, is, a, yeah. is, is it right to uh, kill a, a terrorist without trial? So, so those questions, BJP is not interested in. So maybe he's also no. He shoots his mouth off like that. See, I found it very interesting when he went at Swami two days ago, a day after the interview, for the PM ticked off Swami. Should Swami has been put in his place and all that? When Brexit had happened, or the Saturday when uh, you know Raghuram resigned. Then he had gone and with this interview trashing Raghuram Raj. Yeah, he had gone. Okay, all because of now what I got from that turnaround of his from attacking Raghuram Rajan while not being hard on Swami Ooh. to saying Raghuram Rajan has been given a clean jewel patriotism. That clearly is Modi ne ishara kiya to is taraf bhonkega, Modi ne ishara kiya to us taraf bhonkega. That turnaround did it for me. That showed Arnab that this guy is not even trying to have any dignity. Ooh. You know, because you can't do a turnaround on your own show like within two days. Ooh. Just what, what, what changed? Modi's interview. So from Raghuram Rajan serving, he said it on his show, he's serving American interests. He is not serving Indian interests. Went to Swami shouldn't attack people, you know, let them do their job. He, so when I saw that, I was like, yeah, even if you want to be a dick, be consistently dickish. Swami has said something about him today, I think, tweet in his tweet. Some, yeah. yeah, he's saying... Some idi, I mean, but I just want to know from you guys, like, what is the one question you'd ask the PM, uh, which Arnab didn't? Is there any question that you thought... Should have been asked. I would ask like at least five questions, but the most important question I'd ask is if I had one, is mm -hmm. that he basically, uh, you know, before the 2014 elections, he went around the town saying the government has no business to be in business. And he has failed miserably in that. He has broken that promise time and again. In fact, the other thing was that maximum governance, minimum mm -hmm. government. So on both these promises, he's actually come a copper. So, you know, this is the first question I would have asked. The Prime Minister. Leave alone tens of other questions. You know, I would have, uh, I would have asked him two questions. Arnav let him off very easily on the farmers issue. This man in election after in election rally after election rally. I was in Varanasi, Bihar. I was everywhere. He was telling the farmers, "I'll give you 50% profit over your cost of production." And he's not. He's just turned his back on the farmer. This this is the most. Uh, Yogendra Yadav has made this statement after visiting so many drought effects. Most farmer and unfriendly government so far. They've come up with a big insurance policy, but that's for future. For the farmers who've, who've died, uh, committed suicide, their families who've suffered uh, you know, negative uh, yields, you know, 
the last two years, nothing. So there's no talk of farmers. The first time he addressed the farmers' rally was before the budget. For two years, he was avoiding farmers. And I remember Rajnath Singh went to a farmers' rally in the middle of 2015. I met Mr. Rajnath after that in Baka. And he told me that they were so angry that he had to take it on the chin. He said, yes, we politicians have to... Overstate yeah, our case. You know, we, we have to sort of... Okay. And the other one, of course, Bodhi said, who are these people who are talking communal language? You know, I, I don't even know them. Uh, whereas they're all in uh, members of parliament. Yeah, the government, HRD in, in, of state. in the communal violence bill, it was the same BJP which nominated Aditya uh, Yogi Adityanath to initiate the, the hmm. parliament discussion. Whose decision was that? Yeah, that was Amit Shah's decision, right? So also, I, you know, I read. I don't know if it's true, but I think um, from one of the news organizations, the larger news organizations, Twitter account, it said uh, Adityanand, what's his name? Um, Adityanath, Yogi Adityanath. Being considered One for... One should call him Yogi, let's call him Adityanath. Adityanath is being considered for um, a cabinet berth in the sources, reshuffle. Sources. Ah, sources. Yeah. If that happens, I think this entire excuse that they're saying, you know, it's a loony fringe that they're not... It would be blasted completely. Then, I don't think anyone can say loony fringe, eh? don't ignore, ignore them. If that, a man like that, already someone like Soma, Balya, you know, if they are given that kind of responsibility, it's clear they don't give a shit about loony fringe or mainstream. Fringe business is a myth. No, even now, I mean, I, I think Venu is right. Even now, this, this fringe business is, uh, I, I wouldn't call it a huge myth, but it is, it has been, you know, kind of peddled as a, oh, there is no, you know, there's always a fringe. That's not true. I mean, you, if you look at the statements of Yogi Adityanath, they're not very different from, uh, well, they're slightly uh, more <laughs> refined than Togadia. Probably as refined as, uh, not as refined as uh, Osaduddin Oweisi, right. you know, who is also kind of, you know, mm. showered with praises in the in the media. So, I mean, uh, but I think these are just sources. Okay. If, if that happens, that's going to be... But you know, as he was speaking, everybody knows that UP is getting communalized. There are small, 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 small... You know, what BJP is now doing, Amit Shah is probably doing is... Uh, they are creating low intensity pockets of, uh, you know, communal tension. Yeah. So that nothing, there is no conflagration, but there are... Chalo. Anyway, I thought a fantastic story that uh, was done on this was uh, by India Today Television, who are doing consistently fantastic stories, I must yeah, say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I must say, India Today TV <laughs> has been is doing some real good investigative... And they are using the Sting format so well, you know, they got this Samajwadi Party leader saying that I'll, you know, and we'll have a little, I'll create a communal tension and a Muslim riot. Then they go to a BJP MLA, he says, Panch lakh mein I'll create a you know, riot. I mean, it's phenomenal. It's, like it's, called, it's called riot uh, something. Yeah, rent a riot. Rent a riot. Okay, coming to an important issue, you know, this was on IBN. They have this story, uh, thing called top five stories of the day, uh, which Bhupen Chaube does. So, a few days ago, one of the top five stories of the day was that, is uh, Priyanka Chaudhary's, uh, Priyanka Chopra. Chaudhary, Chopra. Priyanka Chopra's armpit, uh, is it photoshopped? Because apparently that would be a big story. BuzzFeed so, has actually done a story on one of the covers saying that what is this unrealistic expectations of an armpit? I don't, so, and then, you know, has Wire done a piece on this? I'm just, okay, I was, I was curious. You know, actually what we, we avoid, we are a hardcore uh, uh, politics, uh, foreign policy, uh, you know, so we, we don't, uh, like we didn't cover the she. You don't cover armpits. We, we don't cover entertainment or films or something. But see, the thing is, now this is where the talent comes. You could give her a spin because to prove that she actually has a smooth armpit and it wasn't a Photoshop like cleaning up of her armpit, yeah, yeah. she tweeted a picture of her armpit with yeah. her right arm raised. 
Now one could spin it in if if the why was to do that. Look in Modi's India, she's raising the right armpit as opposed to the left that she would have ordinarily. You know, you can. It was a bad joke. Okay, fine. Stop looking at me like that. Okay, one second. Uh, sorry, Venu. I just like to say, Manisha just gave me the snarky look at what a bad joke you cracked. I would just like to tell you a joke that. I was think Manisha is also. She also. Uh, she's a bit sensitive uh, to. Um, a woman's outfits oh. being discussed in this manner, isn't no, it? No, it was a it was a story on the top five on IBN's show. Am I, I didn't right? understand. <laughs> it was a top five. I'm story. never sensitive when it comes to anything Abhinandan says. I'm most like he's got desensitized <laughs> being around me. But I mean, you know, by uh, the info terrible of Indian journalism, mm. Akar Patel once wrote a big column on. Ugly. Mm. Uh, on on BJP armpits and no, no on armpits and how it kind of you know. Really? Yes. How he and? likes the how Indians love armpits. The, yeah, the Shut armpits. Up. Yeah. Okay, dear God. Okay, I'm not aware of this. Anyway, but uh, and, you know, um, Venu, I don't know how often you listen Google to the Hafta, but um, I am trashed all the time by my colleagues for cracking really bad jokes on the Hafta, such as the one I just did about why I should have written one on right arm and not left arm, but. I would just like to tell you this joke that was forwarded to me. It was really funny. It is the most funny Manisha, joke. By Manisha, it said on WhatsApp, "How do we know that God doesn't cough? Uh, that God doesn't drink cough syrup? Khuda na khasta." It's isn't it hilarious? It's, dude, it's the you just have no sense of. But Manisha, meanwhile, has dug out the piece. Yes, yes, we get, we get, that, we get that. Okay, fine. And nice. now, now I remember yeah. reading that piece, and there he talks about Lohia. If you are a we, South Indian, you're forgiven that. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, no. <laughs> no, okay. So Akar Patel has written a piece on armpits. What great minds say about the armpit? About an unassuming part of the body, but capable of holding mystery. Oh my God. Of holding a mystery. And he quotes Lohia being completely. Armpit. Armpit. Infused by the female <laughs> armpit. Ramanu Really? Wow. So now see, that that's a political take on the armpit. But what <laughs> I just thought was that when you allow the crowd to curate your news, top five news, this will be one of your top five news pieces. So yeah, yeah. I'm not sure this whole idea of letting the audience curate what news should be on top is such a great idea. So I, really I, I agree with works. you totally. That model is not. In fact, once the editor of at a seminar, the editor of India Times. dot com said uh, that they were that they were they were installing or thinking of installing a software which automatically puts up uh, these kind of it stories. It upgrades the stories that are getting more clicks. So he's he said it with a sense of horror because he he came from uh, the traditional stream of journalism hmm. and he said uh, this is completely letting your editorial. Uh, discretion, you know, yeah. <laughs> get taken over by some technology. You know? But then the crowd decides which stories are. The crowd always see the a, a show like <coughs> Big Boss or Jersey Shore is always going to be more popular than a Truth versus Hype or 60 Minutes or anything. It's you can't help that, and there's nothing wrong with that because people prefer entertainment to news. So the moment you let that happen, the news is out of the window. Sorry. Now, if we just quickly go on to uh, India's. Uh, Failure can the we move from the armpit to something? NSG, Venu. Mm. Uh, we had our guest last week. We had a fantastic conversation with uh, Ashok Malik, mm. um, and we, in fact, were speaking about NSG because at that time, when the, we were recording the hafta um, in Tashkent, Mr. Modi was meeting the Chinese Premier, and in Seoul, there were the talks happening. And at that time, uh, Ashok said that you know there's a possibility, and I put out this really, you know, everyone laughed at me as usual. Now, someone had told me this: that it's not always that deals and decisions are taken. 
on the basis of you know the pros and cons of foreign policy sometimes some country has dope on the premier or the president or the prime minister whoever is there mm. and says bro you sign or we release this to your media and sometimes things get done like that i don't know i have reason to believe that they could get done like that but i asked at that time mm. i don't see why china will back us on nsg i i mean i am not a foreign policy expert but just it, as a negotiation when you go on negotiations you have to have something of consequence to offer mm-hmm. so i had predicted now if i was arnab i would have said i knew it i told you so But I didn't see anything that would make them say yes. And if you remember, Abhin, and then I asked Ashok, hmm. uh, <clears throat> do you think the possibility of us not being inducted into the NSG would have something to do with the fact that we haven't signed the MPT? Hmm. He said, and no he said absolutely not. But then next day itself, Switzerland and uh, 10 countries country said the reason is that India is not a signatory to the NPT. Although, so you had a disagreement on Twitter on that with, uh, with Ashok, I saw. Yeah, you know, in the sense that my disagreement actually stemmed from uh, the fact that that we carried, uh, you know, two, three stories analysis in on the wire, mm. and uh, s- some people uh, who are BJP supporters, uh, quasi advisors, mm. you know, media in the media, they started criticizing our uh, the wire. A story saying that you don't know what's going on. Hmm. The real story is what Ashok has, what he has written on in the Times. Hmm. So, so I said, hello. We have a person, Seema Shiroi in Washington. Hmm. She's spoken to the American diplomats who support India. Hmm. At the same time, they also told uh, Seema Shiroi, which we published, that the other countries which were objecting and which were saying that we, in principle, we don't object, but we need, we need a. a criteria in place mm-hmm. a process mm-hmm. standard process in place before that we won't uh, we, we also can't let it happen so that's precisely what we were saying right so so the government made a mistake the government should ha- should not have raised expectation that india is becoming a member in this uh, meeting itself they should have said india is working yeah, working on a criteria with all these countries this those countries would have said yes we are working on a criteria with india but i think ashok's point was that those countries haven't said no they have said announce india as part of nsg while simultaneously announcing the terms of npt no they 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 haven't announced india as part of it this no ashok ashok said that there are some countries if you if you read switzerland some countries we said we 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 agree to india being part of nsg yeah. but let's discuss criteria the others said first criteria then we will oh, uh, so there were those uh, there okay. were those also so there are this is very comp- this is very complex no but okay coming back to my point overall i think why, why would why would china let india into energy give me one reason exactly if i were in china's place i would also play the game that way so no, because we have not to offer what do we have to offer infrastructure projects they don't really need indian infrastructure projects i mean no no they are doing a lot of infrastructure but projects. do do they need it enough to relent no, on energy they want because you know they have china has a lot of overcapacity right so today china's problem is it has 40 50% overcapacity in steel chemical cement tires so that's why china is talking about this one belt one road this huge infrastructure project uh, which will bring central asia you know pakistan afghanistan south asia closer basically shrinking time and space right and at a time when our own infra country, uh, companies are create uh, facing such problems why would i mean why would because that because our infra companies do, do, they they are running up huge debt with the bank they don't have money 
The mistake this government ma- made in an interview to Siddharth, uh, which is there, they raised this China issue. Uh, they made it an elemental issue, you know, which was a which was a cardinal mistake. Which Modi in his interview, if you if you see, he played it down. He said, China, we may have differences, but they, they are cooperating. With I us. think I think what he said was one he made it bravado that I went and tried something no one had tried. I think that's how he kind of spun. One it. thing I'd like some clarification is that do we. do we gain a lot from being in nsg because i mean it's basically nuclear supplier group mm. and as far as i'm concerned i think our uh, i mean the only claim that we have right now is that we have huge maybe the world's second largest thorium deposits but as of now there is no thorium based reactor so maybe for the future but uh, when do you think yeah but do you think i mean no, the only this, advantage is yeah. uh, see number one there was no hurry to create such a desperation about joining the uh, that said the advantage would be that The, the NSG also keeps changing the rules as it goes along. So if you are in, you can have a say in in how. Basically, you can sit at home and say, "You won't come. You are bad. You are bad. You are good. You are good. You are good. Basically, you become sahab. It's like a club. Ah, yeah. But basically, they made 2011. They made 58 amendments, and one of the amendments is that countries who are not signatories to NPT will not get uh, reprocessing and enrichment technology. So already they have relegated a new entrant to second class. <laughs> so uh-huh. we we won't have access to in any case to enrichment and reprocessing technology. Sure. Okay. Uh, next, uh, I just like to and sorry, just one uh, one more thing. We have come on from NSG. I mean, I I I, I can imagine. Yeah, I can. Ima- also. Yeah. So I I I can imagine Pakistan not signing NPT, which it hasn't. Why has India not signed NPT? See, India. Why are we worried about? I mean, we're not proliferating <laughs> our nuclear this thing. So, uh, you know, Anand. The, the 2008 waiver, it's it's very reason that there was that we are getting a waiver. Waiver is what without signing NPT, we right. we have entered the club. Then the plan was that India would get into all these other clubs, and then as a full nuclear part, then sign NPT. So what you're saying is is a possibility in the future as full nuclear, recognized nuclear power, we can sign NPT. Okay. Now I just like to um, let. um manisha hold forth on this sign that has come on the times of india website on ad blocker and this uh, venu will have a you know one kind of view which is actually a little different from ours news laundry model and the wire model uh, but manisha want you start this off and then first get anand what is the issue about yeah. ad blocker so, i am a bit fuzzy about this tell me so what this happened today and uh, basically uh, the top some of the top media publishers in india like toi ht india today have decided that if you have ad blocks on your uh, browser you will not be able to access content so 
if you have an ad blocker, you cannot read anything on India Today. You cannot read anything on Times of India. You can't read anything on HT. And Venu, you know what ad blocker is? Just, yeah. just uh, ad, explain to me. Yeah. It's ad blocker is the browser. You know, whether it's Safari or Firefox, whatever browser you use. Uh huh. Do these little square ads pop up if you're on first post? In yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. Ad. Yeah, yeah. It has a built-in plugin. The software doesn't allow any ads. It can detect what is content, what is ad. So the browser will not show up any ads. You'll only get content. So the people who've paid for those ads. Uh huh. Viewer ko dekhi nahi para aapka ad because the browser has blocked it off. Oh, it's so now the so that basically so if I am you know Nirma washing powder and I said whenever someone reads a story about you know aapki safeds reputation mein kalya dhabbe lag gaye sirf ka ye ad pop out karna chahiye to but wo ad pop out nahi karega kyunki browser ne wo band kar diya hai. So I as Nirma I'm going to tell Times of India boss tumhara to aadhe log ad blocker se dekh rahe hain why should I pay you now. So and Times of India website you can't read anything. And they just have a list. Who distributes this ad blocker? This software. You can download and put it in your. And um, so Times of India you can't read anything. You just read the headline. HT has just put out the story, but with a few lines. India Today again has blocked everything. Now this one thing is that this isn't new. Forbes, a lot of the publishers. But what does it say? Tell us that also. What what does yeah, the India so, what the Times of India website say? So when you so launch no, it, you have to listen to first what India Today says. Hmm. Your ad blocker is on. Hi, don't like ads. Neither do we. Which is a lie. I mean, you obviously like ads and you like advertisers, mm -hmm. which is why you've done it. But they will help us bring all this content to you absolutely free. Please whitelist whitelist us to continue reading and watching news from India's most trusted news source. Hmm. This is what India Today has said. Times of India has a similar thing like we see that you're using an ad blocker. Please disable it. Uh, similarly, HT. Now the thing is that. But how can you force someone to disable it? Exactly, that's the point. Yeah, it's it's empowering the, the consumer, no? They are saying please disable it because we will get news for free because our money is coming from elsewhere. No, but the thing is, okay, hmm. this is a so big problem. Can they get a software to block this block? Yeah, apparently there is. So there is somebody has already figured. Someone, it's like an arms race. Because see, the the West, a lot of publishers have done it because it seriously affects them, and it's fine, but. They work at innovating their website, making the readers, making the experience for the readers smoother, mm. creating ads which don't disrupt your viewing. Like for example, India Today, it's a horrible website. You will have 30 pop-up. You can't read content. First post also. First post, Times of India, and yeah, you can't. Times of India, just. You can't so read. So who's news. making this block blocker software? This. These are available. Lots of people make them. You can just download it. There are enough hackers, ethical hackers. So, some companies also make them. So this is a problem, and you have like, for example, the Guardian website would say that okay, we notice you're doing this. Please don't do this, and you know you could support us in this is this way. If you Forbes, want, if, yeah. if you want us to be ad-free, subscribe. You know, mm -hmm. Guardian has taken a leaf out of News Laundry's <laughs> slogan. We've been saying for the last three years, when the public pays, the public is. Raise up na lagan. Raise up na lagan. हम से बारी लेता है गंदा लोग सफेद लोग हमारा काला लोग को कॉपी करता हाँ कैसा गंदा मारो इनको साला हमारा पहला कोई नोट ले गया वो हमारा कोई नोट जैसा आइडिया शुराता गाजियन और अपने आप को पता नहीं कैसा मिलता but bar bar but even so even Forbes has done it but they have told people to you know disable ad blocking and check out our ad light website or they have constant consistently come up with innovations so that ads are seamless because of course everyone depends on ads and that's I mean even though being from news laundry I'm not like adverse to sure, I, I agree. yeah like it's, it's a model which has its flaws but we cannot yeah call it evil. and okay. journalism of scale requires money and requires ads I mean, no. I get the Times of India to run their operation, their bureaus, their enormous enterprise. You need money, and advertisers give you that. But you have to have respect for readers. You are just catering to your advertiser. You've just told your reader that boss, if you have this, then fuck off. We don't want to give you our content. 
which yeah. is not what you do you make your website better they haven't put the you, challenge to the designer yeah. they've put the viewer to say tum band karo ab ye nahi bolo apne designer ko bolo ab tu ek aisa design kar ki ad bhi aaye aur matlab viewer disturb bhi na ho or as jeevan would say in black and white films saap bhi mar jaye aur laathi bhi na toote you know like i sound like modi actually was saying but but an interesting hindu and indian express haven't done this um, i think they haven't done this ad blocking thing so i think it was a move together like an industry move that this is cartelization yeah, exactly. this is, is cartelization of big media against the viewer which is exactly. why you got to pay to keep news free or you can just you know be treated like shit by big media up to you but can this can this shift lead us to i hope it does i really uh, hope other channels where yeah yes, where it, it must yeah. that is a, i am convinced i am as convinced of this as gravity it will happen if not today tomorrow. but i'll give you one example now that you have understood what this ad blocker is star uh, star sports channel uh, at the time of world cup you know they uh, after a batsman hits a six or gets out they would immediately put an ad before showing the uh, the replay, replay yeah. this Very this was so tyrannical you know this never used to happen so i i remember tweeting at that time why is star sports doing this how much are they bloody what kind of premium are they charging for pushing an ad between a, a replay and a, you know yeah. uh, when people are desperate to see how they but this. now i mean they've they've actually become cleverer so now what happens is that you have this l shaped advertising on the so as a result on most tv screens of news channels about 30 to 40% of the area is always covered with ads yeah you know you have suddenly the screen shrinking and the Correct. l shaped thing comes and you know side but i mean to come back to this but do you think the rest of media sorry yeah sir abinand do you think the rest of the media who are not part of the cartel should uh, also get together and uh, create some consensus That's what I was coming at. I, I mean, and then I, I think it is natural market forces. I don't think it is cartelization because imagine if you are being paid some money by the advertiser, hmm. and the advertiser gets to know that no one's watching his or her ads. Hmm. The logical thing to do would be for the advertiser to pull out, hmm. or to tell the the person who's advertising, "Hey, look, you better take care of it." I agree with you and Manisha saying that you have to have uh, a proper design where you should not offend the readers. And you know, the point is, this is. this is a choice and it may come back to bite them because uh, as i know i mean the uh, whichever newspapers have this paywall i have stopped visiting them so if i if you read a couple of lines and say well you pay to you know access i said bagar like, i'm standard. not yeah you're right you're right I, these are again so a nice a, uh, nice headline from a say wall street or yeah i click and then it's for full yeah this thing so i never go back to that website at all right mm-hmm. i i understand what you're saying i think these are also consumer habits and consumer habits change with technology with friction like for example sure. i was not one to download i'm technologically not very savvy okay so this whole and i'm also very suspicious like a good middle class indian acha credit card kyun mang raha hai kiske paas hoga kiske paas jayega but when apple launched you know itunes you have to give in your credit card details once and then each time i want to buy a song 12 rupees ka i have shopped for music for 5000 rupees one evening kyunki main apni jawani ke din yaad karne lag gaya i would search a song it would show up that song buy 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 15 15 15 rupees 100 rupees ki ye the thing is i will shop on itunes but i will not shop on a flipkart or anything because the experience is very tedious mm. the indian law doesn't allow the itunes kind of uh, payment each time you purchase you have to fill in the things once again mm. there once you fill in your details then it's a one click purchase when you have a frictionless payment gateway then people will pay right yeah, now you don't do true. it because it's inconvenient that is true and i, I think from our experience when we had gone initially 
when you put up a payment gateway, people say people won't pay. Today we have about total subscription base, not at currently, but we have had two and a half thousand odd people subscribing to News Laundry who are paying people. Mm. Now I'm not saying they can make us one crore a month, but eventually if we have like 10 million people, they could. And if, you know, friction, so I just think, sorry, I just have to interrupt. We have a few letters we read out, mm. our listeners write in. And uh, we also said that if you have any questions, so Mr. Veno, you can write. So this is from Sachin Bagel. He says, Dear News Laundry, this is my second day at News Laundry. This time instead of bitching about you guys, I would like to put my perspective on a few things that I'm sure you will talk about. <clears throat> Brexit. I'm sure we'll talk about Brexit. Okay, we will. We haven't yet. And I hope you'll not be condescending to the British voter like other media houses. Will you, Venu? Will you be condescending? You said no, I, I won't be condescending. Dumb fucks? No? no. Uh, Arun, will you say they're dumb fucks? No. Manisha? No. None of you? Then I have to. Sorry, Sachin. <laughs> I got to be the dick. So I'll say they're dumb fucks. Nobody's had the question about sovereignty. It's easy to call British. Okay, so he's gone in about that. Why he says that they should not be, you know, cursed for doing that. Um, he says... Um, on the, he has some views on the European Union and also on the Times of interview. He says, do you think Arnav Dehavi in the last two years presented this opportunity and will Modi ever give interview to real journalists? So Sachin, who is no lefty loon, says that it is not a real interview. Yeah. So I think, and his question to Venu is, tell us everything about your feud with Times now. He's already done that. <laughs> so your feud with Times now, he want to know. And one more quick letter, Ashu says, hello NLT members, I'm a subscriber and I have a question about that. Why don't you guys send regular reminders before subscription payment date? Thanks, Ashu. Very good observation. In fact, we are working on a new website and an automated system where not only will these emails go out, but we'll also get back people who subscribe but haven't paid again because it was just a tedious process. And you've asked why we don't discuss Ravish Kumar as often as Arnab. Good point. Maybe we should discuss good journalism instead of bad more often. And last time, he says, I'm a regular listener of Hafta. Uh, I, I'm guessing Ashu's a he, it could be a she. Uh, but last week's hafta was one of the worst. It was that bad that I couldn't tolerate it beyond 45 minutes and I had to shut it down. It almost felt like a podcast from the organizer or any other RSS mouthpiece. You know, Ashu, I think you're just saying that because Ashok was here. But we have had, you know, we have Siddharth here, Ravijda Rajan, who I would say definitely say is left. And we got a lot of, I'm considered a naxal by so many. So I think let's not... <laughs> Including Dr. Swami. Yeah, you and Dr. Swami told me in my face, you don't shave and you don't cut your hair so you're a naxal. And I said, but... By like, which logic, Narendra Modi also is one. Ah, <laughs> I should have thought of this then. No, yeah, but you trim nice this thing. No? Achha, mine is not trimmed or nice. Yours is more fuller. Yeah, he's right. We don't talk about right nuxels, no? <laughs> <laughs> so, that is, that is that. And we have uh, two more questions uh, to Venu, which we'll come to later. But right now, Venu, I'd like to have your opinion about the uh, SR tapes. Now, Quint has released them, finally. Audience, not yeah. all. Not all. Not all. Still some. Four. Yeah. Why do you think no media other than India today carried it? Not, not IBN, not uh, Times Now. Uh, no, India only, was only, only India today. Only India today. You know, I was. It, this came as a big uh, surprise to me because uh, over the last three, four years, you know, the, uh, from the Anazare movement onwards, crony capitalism uh, became such a big has become such a big issue, and it's not gone away, right? Hmm. It's not as if suddenly there's a new government in place, which is like uh, you know, uh, Snow White, uh, you know. Uh, so big business, crony capitalism. Uh, cannot go away in a day. Uh, so the question is, why was this SR uh, thing not uh, taken up by the media? My sense is that uh, media, media organizations, uh, number one, it, 
it talks a lot about Reliance, right? And Reliance, and it also talks about SR. If you take SR, Reliance, the elder brother, younger brother, and... Too many bigwigs involved. There's a lot of advertising between these three, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm talking pure, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking money. So I'm, fo I'm following the money now. Okay, so these three constitute for a large chunk of the advertising game. Number two. Reliance is the, about to launch uh, Geo. They've already spent about 1.1 lakh crore. It's like a humongous sum, you know. Mm. And they, this, and this product which they're going to launch in the next six months, it's, it's, it will have huge, there's the first product uh, of, the, of the elder brothers, Mukesh Ambani, mm. which will have massive media budget. Because so far it's been like doing things, products which you couldn't see, oil, but hmm. you don't But this is a consumer-facing product. This is consumer-facing product. So all the media organizations who, whose balance sheets are looking very bad, hmm. uh, they are just salivating at this whole Reliance. Well, a market <laughs> expert had once told me that Reliance will never be able to crack any product that is uh, consumer-facing because... Yeah, and that, 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 no, that's a... Uh, that, that's a conventional that's a wisdom. Received wisdom about the... Ambani Group, huh. they've never succeeded in anything that is consumer-facing. Because they can manage the government and contracts, yeah, yeah. but they cannot make the yeah, consumer happy. Managing the government creates such a huge ego that uh, the consumer, you just don't see at all. Consumer is somewhere, you know. So this is an inherent problem. So I have a feeling that the media organizations are, uh, they don't want to uh, sacrifice future advertising. But Prashant Bhushan has decided to attach this to his the bigger SR case in Supreme Court. Uh, the, 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 sorry, the earlier SR... Leaked uh, emails that have come out. Leaked emails. And uh, he's at... Now, Supreme Court, if they take a look at it, and Prashant Bhushan uh, uh, has said that this is... Uh, this is huge, uh, the SR tapes. Uh, okay, go, go, going by tapes, for example, when the Neera Radia tapes happened, I remember you took Outlook to court. Yeah, and I, I won the case, yeah. Yeah, you won the case because they insinuated that you were involved in some Raja Shaja and you took that and they apologized. They yeah, put up a, this thing. That I, had, I was part of some conspiracy to, to, to prop Raja in power. I never met Raja in my life. <laughs> so. now, now, the connecting this and in fact, last week we had a discussion again on access journalism. Yeah. Where, you know, so, so I, I, I would like to ask a question to Venu. I mean, you know, the, because he's been an editor. So, let's say the, the SR tapes or the Radia tapes had come to you, you know, in a parcel or something. Would you have published them like Outlook did, the Radia tapes or like Open. Outlook? Uh, open uh, what India today has done with SR, yeah. Open and Outlook. Would you have Radia. done this? I mean, and given that it included your transcripts as well, yeah, yeah. would you have done it? Quint has done it with SR. They put them out. Yeah. You know, I would have. Uh, I'll tell you what. I would have played it like Open did. Open was the first to publish it. What they did was, they 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 said this is what the conversation. They didn't. Now, because these conversations are like bits and pieces, diced, sliced, you know. They didn't try to decipher it. They didn't try to sort of make any, uh, uh, arrive at any sort of big conspiracy theory conclusion out of it. This is it. You tell the reader, you decide what you want to make of it. But unlike Veer, you've right. never said that they were doctored, right? The Radia tapes. You've never, I mean, Veer no, alleged no. that, you know, his, the conversations in which he, he appeared. Yeah. Okay. He wrote a piece in Outlook. Who, who, who wrote? Veer Sangvi. I Sangvi said he got them tested in I, their doctor. I, I get the feeling but that you've, see, you've never. I, my sense is that most of the conversations uh, were real. Now it's possible that they they they, they were not uh, took out a chunk. They no, edited they, it. They, no, they may not even have diced and spliced. There may have been some conversation before. There may have been some after. 
So unless you hear the entire thing, see, uh, she was speaking to several editors. She was so powerful. She was a single. Several she was, reporters. She, she was a gatekeeper okay. to Tata's. Hmm. Uh, Ratan Tata only spoke through her, which is why even people like NK Singh and uh, she had the Tarun Das, who, who was who was the industry association head. CII was also going through her to Ratan Tata. She had the entire portfolio of all Tata companies, Vaishnavi had the contract for all of them. So you ask any business journalist at that time, even Vinod Mehta when she met Vinod, Vinod said I handed over to my business journalist, right, business editor. Vinod wrote in his, so she had such a tight control over her CEO that you had to go through her to meet any CEO. And for, for Pink Papers, I, I was the editor of uh, Chief Editor News that uh, for, for Business Standard, Economic Times, you had to go through a... Which, which brings you, me, which you brings me to the next uh, point. You, you so, never so, so, so I'll, I'll tell you what. So she was talking to Jojo, Times Chief, uh, Rahul Joshi was our Economic Times editor, uh, you know, whole 15, 16 editors. Now, you couldn't have made out a case that all of them were up to some... You know, uh, no, actually, the question that I was coming to earlier, which ties into what we talked about last week about access journalism, and I think both of us had a very absolutist view, and Ashok was saying it, that it is access journalism. journalism. You can't have an absolutist view on this. Ashok said, like me and Anand said that, you know, if because it's very difficult to say when do you cross the line. While I understand in journalism you get cover from somewhere, you have to talk to a bunch of people. When does one does one even know? For example, Hartosh's entire disagreement with me. Like why I said, I've heard the tapes, I thought Veer was clearly compromised because what he said is what he delivered. I thought Barkha was unnecessarily trashed because what she said is not what she delivered. It's clear that she was leading Veera uh, Radia on. And the, journalists do, yeah. And the, uh, and the story she did trashed Raja. Yeah. So I just thought because everyone loves to what hate Barkha. What was my case about? I produced... The, no, but that's not Raja no, saying that, that this guy is going that's to take my whole thing. That's not my full thing. That's not my full thing. What I'm saying is... But this is what Hartosh said, and I didn't have a counter to that. He said, okay, fine. But she knew that Neera Radia was deciding who the telecom minister is going to be. That's the story. She decided not to do that story because she was getting other information. In your view, is that... And, and Hartosh said, that is, that is compromise enough to be discredited as a journalist. Uh, the, the, the fact that? The fact that... The fact she that you're getting all... She knew that the lobbyist was not just trying, was determining who's going to become what. That itself is Lobbying the story. for that person. He's saying that itself is the story. And but the you but you didn't do that story because you were getting other information through this person. You can, yeah, at a pinch you can make that. It's, it's an omission. Uh, yeah. Barkha said so error you, of you, judgment. So I mean, in yeah. that relation itself, I remember. Yeah, because Manu it, Joseph, yeah. you know, in that thing. But uh, let me come to this. Um, uh, Mr. Venu, have you, uh, you know, we've known each other for the last 40 minutes. I'm not, I, I, my questions do not have any malice at all. Yeah. But have you felt the need to apologize for your conduct during the Radia tapes? Because they're quite damning. I mean, not, I'm not talking about the Raja thing because you were right. Yeah. Outlook actually when he said, you know, you were not associated with Radia as far as the Raja thing was concerned. Yeah. And they put, they say, in the ring and they apologize and everything. But as far as, you know, writing pieces, for example, there are transcripts where you're talking to Radia that, you know, this is, this is what I want to write and I'm going to, can I have the help of your research team? Mm -hmm. Can I, uh, you know, why don't you plug this piece with that TV channel? I want to introduce a journalist so that she gets into your system. You know, do you, no, because no, no, I mean, I, what, I, what I feel is like, I mean, let me take the example of Hansi Cronier. Oh. You know, he was indicted, he apologized, 
you know, thing move on. Do you, as a journalist, do you have, have you ever felt the need to apologize and let's say clean slate, let's move on? No, no I, have, I have, I never did anything to compromise uh, professionally, uh, either my own uh, uh, journalism or, or economic times. I have a team under me, so as I told you, because she had access to uh, so Ministers. many data outfits. So, you know, you economic journalists, they have to go and get stuff out of companies, you know, research as to what the company is doing. What is the company's own internal research saying about, you know, it's only when you get their version that then you can start analyzing them, right, questioning them. So, so you, I feel that you should judge a journalist by the written word. So, is so you, 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 you just have to see what I've written on various subjects and then you, you judge on the basis of that. So is it, is business journalism or even cricket, I think Ashok made the same point about cricket, is it inevitable? access journalism, basically our point was that as long as access journalism is the only way to do certain kinds of journalism, which is true for sport, like if you say something bad about Sachin or what's his name, Kohli, your, he, uh, Ashok said your sports uh, editor will fire you, because then you'll get nothing. Same thing with business. You know, the last time any business, like Satyam uh, Raju, he was given some golden peacock award one year before the scam happened. Mm -hmm. And all the stuff that happened is there in the balance sheets, if you really scrutinize them, how he's fudging. But because business journalism and sports journalism depends only on access, can we give up on these two? Because, you know, the only way you can get stories is, you know, Tata's thing. That's what I'm saying. See, Anand, you have to... When no, you are, what when I'm you... saying is, should, can we give up on that model ever working in the Indian context? No, you, you, they, you did not give up. You have to work cleverly. You have, if you... If you are trying to sort of say do a uh, sports investigation about a company or say say about how sports management, how uh, let's say uh, let's say some big uh, sports dude, you know, a celebrity, uh, how his company is working or how this Lokesh Sharma is managing or how some big corporate is, uh, corporate is doing certain things. You, you have to get in there and get just as you get into government. See, my problem is political journalists when they when they try to penetrate political parties uh, and to find out what's going on inside their internal documents mm. or when they meet say Amar Singh who's also a lobbyist right Amar Singh is the biggest lobbyist that you can come across mm. that is considered kosher you know and he's back and he's back so if you if you go through a, to a through a corporate lobbyist to get something out and you at least give the journalists the the at least the benefit of uh, at least wait till you see what he does with that material. No, that's why I say that proof of the pudding in its eating. Just see what he has published. But uh, no, uh, when I, mean, I, I see, I see your point. Oh. But just a couple of mentions hmm. here. But you know, on the other hand, when you have, for example, uh, you know, your transcripts with uh, Nita Radia and with Veer as well, saying that what kind of story do you want? That you would also agree is not right. What kind of? What kind of story do you want? Which is what Veer is telling, oh. asking Veer Aradia, you know. See, that is and of course, that, that's So a, it's not a question of, you know, what should appear in the text or not. It's what you are discussing with me. But it's, I think it's also if, if so you deliver. That gets exposed, na? when it gets published, you, that gets exposed. If you but what I meant was, even if that doesn't get published, even oh. if he, you know, the journalist says later on that, look, I decided not to write. The fact that he is talking to a lobbyist, talking to about, uh, you know, uh, what kind of story would she like, Manisha, discussing you know, a lot of stuff with See, but her. Tell me, so I would say so that. I, okay, suppose you, you, you are onto a big investigation uh, and you, you know that you have to sort of get something out of, uh, say, one, say, defense arms company. And uh, so, 
So you initially you go in, like even in the lot of these Tehelka stings, uh, when you see some of the big stings, uh, they when they move in, they initially they they're trying to trap them, right? So you say, okay, what do you want? Uh, you, uh, you 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 start by saying, okay, what exactly do you want? What kind of story do you want? Okay, then then you slowly move to the kind of information that you're looking for. So these kind of that's why I'm saying that the, these plays they go on. So therefore, you should judge on the basis of what the finally appears. journalist finally does, right? Manisha, what is your view? That's my limited view. What is the, what's the line? I think you should generally try and not get too close. Because, I don't know, I mean, I've never been a real business journalist, so I don't know how it works with powerful lobbyists and all that. But I think that you could sort of stay away and still find stories that really matter to people. Will and you, often will one be able to? Like, like Mumbai crime reporters, some of the best crime reporters in Mumbai, back in the 70s and all, 80s, they, they would have contacts in the underworld, you know. Yeah. They would break stories. Now, that does not mean that uh, they are participating in some smuggling or something, you know. But okay, have, you talked have, to, have you talked to Neera Radia since the story broke? No, no, she just went underground. Okay, I have one more. Um, Quick question from Mr. Venu. Then we have two things to discuss. This is from Harsimran Gill. Uh, DNL team, I would like to know Mr. Venu. Uh, views at Raj Sabha TV. You might share his experience having worked with them. Is How long were you with Raj Sabha TV? Did you work with Raj Sabha TV? No, no. I just do a weekly uh, interview for them. Just as Siddharth also does a weekly interview so for them. So, what she asks is, is it a great example of an independent public broadcaster because it reports to the Raj Sabha and the Vice President is the chairman. Yeah, it's a, so, is, is it a good it's model? A far, it's a far more independent uh, medium than uh, Doordarshan and a lot of times BJP has been very uncomfortable with the, the, the kind of stuff that Raj Sabha TV puts out there. Was the UP also uncomfortable or is it just the BJP? UPA would also have been uncomfortable, yeah. It, it never bothered about what... Uh, in UPS time also it, it did a lot of uh, okay. independent kind of... I'm, I'm not saying that they, they're not like crusading like, they were not like Arnab <laughs> during UPA, nor are they like Arnab now, you know. See, this is, but this reminds me again, you know, of what questions to be asked to Modi. For example, Doordarshan is still under government's control. CBI is under government's control. All these, you know, institutions are under government. There have been no police reforms. Where were all these questions? Yeah. For no, but I think on, I think I was on Lok Sabha TV. I was on some Doordarshan channel during the Anna movement when I was a regular spokey. Um, the Jan Lokpal movement, I don't know why I call it the Anna movement. Uh, so, um, I was... Oh my God, that's such a quotable quote. <laughs> <laughs> I will leak it out to some journalists. No, I mean, you leak yeah. it since it's on Hafta. <laughs> Listen to no, this Hafta. But I was said something very nasty about um, Manish Tiwari. Hmm. They went into break and very sweetly the anchor said, uh, look, uh, Mr. Sekri, you can't say that because then I'll, I'll have to bear the consequences of this. Um, you know, you, we have a spirited debate, but don't take apart Manish Tiwari on specific points. Uh, because he did this long monologue talking complete nonsense. So, I mean, you know, I could have got up and walked around and said, how dare you? There's this young, I mean, she's doing a job. You know, she's requested me very decently. I said, okay, I didn't ever go back there again. So, I mean, I have zero faith in anything. <laughs> out of that Mandi house building. So, uh, that, that was my experience, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, <laughs> I tend to agree with you, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, quickly, um, we also suggest to our audiences, you know, something that was really good or very bad, that 
would enrich their lives. So keep that ready. Fine. So then let's just come to the last issue of this. Um, Subramaniam Swami. Subramaniam Swami relentlessly <laughs> that publicity relentlessly seeks him. He is he right? Does he have a point? Like you know, people have started trashing him because Mo- Modi apparently ticked him off, mm. and now everyone's going at him. I mean, the fact is, if he said, even if he tweets something, if it becomes a headline, what's his problem? He's just bloody tweeting. Right? <laughs> I mean, I, I find, uh, you know, he has a point. Disturbing parallels between the way Subra, Subramanian Swami behaves in public and Arvind Kejriwal behaves in public. Both of them are, in that sense, bindas. Listen, you bindas. did they are Captain the, Amrinder Singh. This is a bit of a he uh, compared Kejriwal to Trump. You're oh really? Subramanian. I don't. Think, I don't think that's a fair. No, I'm talking about the Twitter. You know, much. they're like whatever they whatever KGV comes KGV to their mind. They tweeted. They are the only politicians who you know. If you look at Modi's timeline, for example, it's very safe. carefully curated. Mm. That I inaugurated this. Ye pool mila. Ye mala mili. You know all that. Subram Swami, Tarka, PTs come here. Mad Dog Parking. You know, Psycho. on Kejriwal. You, you know, even so, know when Kejriwal is loses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so these two have to be dealt with differently. I don't think they seek publicity. They just basically brilliant advertisements for themselves i mean you can't they can't help it by the way you know what kg i don't know whether you can compare the two because one has uh, natural larger following uh, one is a leader as one election etc Swami, that's, that's Kejriwal. No, I'm talking in the context of publicity only, hmm. not in terms of, you know, their aura and... So they're always quotable. Or that's what you're saying. Or they're always yeah, they're, you know. Okay. Swami, is a, uh, Swami is an interesting person, you know, he, he's, very, uh, he's very bright. Uh, he's brilliant, he's he, phenomenally bright, but there's something that's gone off. Yes, no, no, but he... Uh, so he, he's so bright that he, uh, he finds holes in... In anything, you know, mm. in any arrangement, he'll find some legal. You know, he reminds me of James Watson, you know, uh, discoverer of the DNA double helix. Okay. Very bright Please guy. Please tell us, not all our listeners okay, so are scientists. James Watson, I thought you were talking about a cricketer, huh? Uh, right. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, he was a Paul Samuelson. Uh, he he did. He's written uh, papers uh, on econometrics, monetary policy with, with Paul Samuelson. Uh, the Nobel Prize winning economist. Yeah, I mean, go, go ahead. Yeah. So, so, so basically the DNA structure okay. was uh, imagined because at that point of time the crystal structure wasn't out 53. So Watson and Crick model, hmm. which is the double helical structure. Hmm. And then Watson obviously brilliant mind, Crick as well. But then later on, uh, you know, such brilliant minds, somehow I don't know what happened that, you know, he started saying the blacks are less intelligent than whites. He went into eugenics and now he's just completely lost it. Mm. So somehow Swami, you know, when he says the homosexuals are deranged, you know, they have a dis- they're diseased disease. people and uh, there's something and on so many other or issues. Or that famous DNA the, column of his. The DNA column of his, yeah, absolutely. Uh, everyone you know, should so declare themselves as Indians or... No, no. What is interesting in year, Hindu, in, sorry, yeah. in year 2000, so there is a switch inside. 2000, he wrote a piece in, in Frontline. Yeah, I, yeah. Which if you read that piece, where he's saying <laughs> that NDA... Uh, RSS. NDA is... RSS wants to seize power by do, having a midterm election, and they are, uh, and they they, uh, and he's also questioning the fact that only Rajiv Gandhi is being uh, was named in the Beaufort's case, and why not others who uh, VP Singh and others who were party to that decision? It's because RSS is trying to buy off the others. They are very selective in the way they approach uh, who should Adoption. be prosecuted. In fact, so all those things are true today also. <laughs> but Swami is on the other know, side. The funny thing is that I, I looked at that frontline piece, and basically he's calling RSS as a bunch of fascists. Fascists. Who, yeah. who like you know even so even emergency 
uh, was sudden but rss like the colonial thing that you know it's just Sorry. dawned upon us hmm. and even german nazis won't be like you know all that so what i did was i i took out seven or eight anti rss sentences from that piece and i just tweeted them hmm. and i started getting a lot of abuse you see you bastard you're saying this and the last tweet was all these sentences are verbatim from dr swami's article <laughs> you love bowling these googlies to bots online huh? <laughs> Yeah, so you yeah, initially didn't reveal that they were initially from I did not reveal that they were uh, you know from Dr Swami mm. so yeah i mean i'm reading another um, uh, letter from a subs- uh, subscriber no i don't know if he is a subscriber anyway he says uh, it's from rachit raghav hello people i'm a big fan of news not half time clothes and i'm a student residing in berlin germany i always wait for the weekend for your upload i'm giving disclosure i am not a subscriber यार रचित हद हो गई जर्मनी में पढ़ रहे हो यूरो दे रहे हो सौ रुपये नहीं दे सकते वेरी सैड एनी वेलोइंगेंट एंड प्रैगमेटिक व्यू ऑफ न्यूज ऑर्गेनाइजेशन यू हफ्ता टीम हैज बैलेंस व्यू एक्सेप्ट अभिनंदन आई एम बिग फैन ऑफ मधु त्रेहन मैम सेंट्रिस्ट स्पीकर दीपांजना मनीषा बेसिकली एवरी वन नाइस एक्सेप्ट आई एम डिक Thanks Rachit always <laughs> nice to hear such get such mails uh, I like the idea of Abhinandan on free speech and disclosure chalo ek cheez to thanks yaar Rachit lekin yaar subscribe bhi karna bhai you can read Rachit's entire trashing me on our <laughs> website but Rachit the fact that it took the time to write to us with such suggestions we value that and don't have a sandwich one day and save 2 euro and subscribe you you'll be surprised how far that will take us because when the public pays the public is served and when corporations pay corporations are served so say i now we know uh, sorry venu um, brexit are you you said you wouldn't curse the you won't say the dumb fucks who voted bad how, how would you interpret this entire see brexit i i have written a piece where i have argued that that uh, brexit is a very classic uh, symptom of of anger among people that that the the globalization process uh, has not uh, the benefits of globalization has not uh, have not spread evenly across different uh, segments uh, of society so my take is that globalization per se is, is not bad because it has produced uh, gains of efficiency welfare gains it has you know? created wealth it has created wealth but a lot of this wealth is sitting in corporate balance sheets right uh that's why you have in america corporate sitting on 2 trillion there's some humongous figure mm. uh, this is a research that i got from morgan stanley so i still access research from companies so they 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 uh, so why is so much money sitting in corporate balance sheet not being invested so that's why the brexit leader after they won the vote the first thing he said was it's that we have defeated merchant bankers The, the financial it was the middle class big working business. class against big bill that's how it was positioned yeah, yeah. but that well, actually there's a problem there problem with brexit is the bulk of the votes for leave came from parts of uh, uk uh, which one brexit leader articulated uk which at one time uh, ran the global steel companies shipyards britain was the leader hmm. some uh, several decades ago britannia yeah so so now those all those uh, all those plays have shut down hmm. so the, those people are very angry the, their anger is directed at the immigrants who have come from uh, 3 million uh, from eu 
they think that these guys have taken our jobs. Right. But the truth is, their jobs have already shifted to uh, India, China, and all these places. Bangladesh, you know, they, Chile, Bangladesh, Vietnam. Yeah. Now, my fear is that sooner or later they'll realize that, and this is a backlash against globalization. This is going to explode on us also. Uh, you know, our India is projecting its skilled labor as as a key uh, make in uh, India. You know, no, no, yeah, no, not yeah. Our skilled labor, our low-cost, uh, efficient, uh, local manufacturing, as well as in services, our people should, uh, you know, be allowed to travel just as Haan. capital and uh, you know, trade moves. The labor should also be freely move, be allowed to freely move. This is, this ain't happening, either uh, the way things are going in Europe or if uh, this. So you're saying it's a justified reaction. The reaction is, uh, I, I'm not surprised at the reaction, but uh, politically, this needs to be communicated to them that. Uh, that this this ain't going anywhere. I mean, they they Britain is going to suffer. This is here to stay. Uh, yeah, you know, they, they, by by pulling away from Europe, they will It'll get worse. Suffer very badly in terms of more unemployment. Uh, you know, GDP growth uh, uh, shrinking, etc. Uh, so my sense is that the new leadership, whichever uh, the new prime minister who takes over after the October conference of the hmm. Conservative Party, he's he's going to renegotiate under Article 50. A, a very soft landing, a withdrawal, which is, I don't think will be a We don't know that withdrawal. because, you know, Germany wouldn't let it be soft. I think they want yeah, to punish Yeah, exactly. Germany wouldn't let it be They'd soft. They'd say, go, now kill you. You know, you were going, now go, don't kill you. Like that. So I think that's going to happen. Anand, I'd like yeah, to know your yeah, views. Yeah, I have a couple of points. One is, I have, unless it is for a direct yes or no for independence from a colonial power, I have never been a fan of referendums. In fact, if you remember 2013, I had written a piece also in which I had said, you know, about AAP wanting referendums for everything. I mean, the whole point is for a very complex issue that uh, involves tax, economy, so on and so forth. Not, not only political issues, but economic issues. Referendum is never the answer because, you know, you have a lot of parochialism, you have a lot of jingoism, bigotry. You know, they surface and say, oh, it's us against them. It's, you know, the, it's not as Jaggi, in fact, wrote a nice piece where saying that, look, there has to be yes, but or no, but. You know, it's not just yes or no. So that's point number one. Point number two is I, I agree with what Venu said as far as, I mean, Britain is going to suffer. Although, let me say that today the FTSE is actually higher than what it was, which is a, a British uh, stock index. Is higher today than it, what it was before the Brexit results came out. Hmm. So, <laughs> you know, so it's probably there was a lot of scaremongering. But, but the pound down. isn't. Pound isn't. Pound so isn't. That's, that's about 10% down, right? 10% down. Pound, yeah. And it so, had its biggest, it fell off a cliff. Right. On the day of the you Brexit, should travel so. to London if you, uh, but, you know, get I, I, more. I mean, I, <laughs> true. Yeah, I'd love to travel to London. But the same dollar, you get more pounds. To the second point, which, you know, when you emphasized on that, is that. So Britain might suffer as far as Europe is concerned, but I mean, I, I've had experience where I know where Indian students, I generally hold them in much higher regard than European students when it comes to PhD or, mm. uh, you know, postdoctoral thing. And Indian doctors are very well known now. Where, where they? Uh, in, in UK. In UK. In UK. I've, I've seen that uh, personal experience. You so, studied there. I've studied you there. You went so to Oxford. So, yeah. so Oxford came okay, yeah, Anand? The, the better place, the other place, yeah. Cambridge, yeah. Achha, Cambridge. Better place. <laughs> okay. Uh. Why is it cheapish? <laughs> Say Cambridge. So, uh, Cambridge is a bit left, no? Uh. But obviously it did rub off on Anand <laughs> because he is definitely not left. He abuses Marx as much as I probably, you know, curse uh, But Marx is very important to uh, read In to fact, understand capitalism. I'm coming to that actually. Huh, carry on. But uh, to, to, just to finish the point, uh, which is that uh, when Britain was in the Euro, lately in the last 10-15 years, 
they couldn't just hire Indian doctors, even if they're very highly qualified, because they had to add some fill in some European quota. So, which was the case with students as well. So now this is a window, I would say, which would please Indian, Indian students and Indian doctors and also please the UK guys because, you know, a lot of Polish people, a lot of European doctors descended on the NHS, which did not go down well with Britain as well because they were very happy with the Indian doctors. So, you know, there's always the other side of the thing. Manisha? Um, so I'm not going to opine on Brexit because many people have, but there's this one, I don't know if you guys read this letter in FT by one of their readers, uh, which I think was the smartest uh, take on Brexit. And it reminded me of my time uh, working in Business Standard on the op-ed page, where for the first six months, I was just uh, asked to edit letters that came in. Mm. And often they were far more insightful than a lot of our columnists and our edit pieces. <laughs> so this one started That was when Mihir was there also. Mihir joined later. <laughs> Hello. Uh, continue. Anand can't help but take that day. Uh. No, but, but it was quite, I mean, it's, it's great learning. So uh, it's, it basically deals, starts off dealing with the disdain that people have for voters and says mm. that it was the working class who voted for us to leave because they were economically disregarded. Mm. And it is they who suffer the most in the short term from the dirt of jobs and investment. They have merely swapped one distant, unreachable elite for another one. Mm. And I think that's so true. I didn't know this, but Garima Chitkara, who worked with me on the RBI story, told me that you will be right. they, have, they have a VAT on sanitary uh, pads, on sanitary uh, uh, accessories. 5% VAT, which the Britons didn't want because it's just expensive and it's unfair. Mm. And EU just won't allow it. It's such a bureaucratic, kind of undemocratic system that a lot of people were fed up of it. And this, I think, in the 2014 context also, we talk a lot about Hindutva wave or, you know, Ram Mandir issues, but we also forget that a lot of the people voted simply for jobs because Absolutely. there was so much desperation. See, there's no doubt about so that. I there's think certain, people, yeah. I mean, people were sick of the kind of corruption that the UPA had. I mean, the Dhadalle say like Manmohan Singh giving Raja a clean shit before anyone had said anything. I mean, it went down so badly. His water resource minister, Shibu Soren, was on the run when a cabinet meeting was happening and cops were waiting outside, waiting for other meeting join karega rest karlenge. So I, I just think that there should be a little more understanding in these issues than just pronounce like Shekhar Gupta had this piece called referendum, which was just like oh. So I, I think I, it's I, I think referendum to, can be. Uh, uh, if, I, I agree with Aram that we can't have referendum on very complex issues. Like if you today if you have a referendum on whether there should be a temple in Ayodhya, you're dead. Uh, <laughs> there'll, be many, there'll be mayhem, you know. Yeah. You can have a referendum on small community. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm like, not sure. No, I, I think even then, I want to shift this. You know, see, ours is whether a, this woman is a witch. In a yeah, sense. exactly. Then they so, for example, Switzerland. Now, Switzerland is known for referendums. Yeah. For every other thing, they have a referendum. For parking lot, they have referendums. Yeah. No, in Switzerland, you can actually amend the constitution yeah. if you have a, a, a 50,000 signatures. 50, signatures so. yeah. But, but at the one point on Brexit that I want to make is not specifically on Brexit or not, but I see a lot of op-ed columns written and opinions written on, you know, globalization is coming home to roost, yevo, tunta, that you shouldn't say they are dumb. What I haven't seen a piece, and I, I don't consider myself communist or capitalist, I honestly have disdain for those isms, because no system in the world, like the, the New Deal in US, the, the most socialist system in the world is your social security system. Singapore, the, you know, the, the shining emerald of the capitalist world, their housing is more socialist than really China is. Yeah, so yeah. there is no system, but they are capitalist, they are socialist, or they are communist. It's a mix and match, what policy? But the one thing that I find missing in this entire discourse, and if I knew a little more and a little less work on my plate, I hopefully would have written this, 
exactly what the results of capitalism are. See, capitalism was touted for the entire 20th century as a win-win for all. And that is bullshit. Okay, the, the, the you know, shining years of capitalism, 70s, 80s, 60s, Chile, Ecuador, Iran, when US capitalism prospered, it was always at the cost of someone. And if, and exactly what those dispossessed were saying at that time, these guys are saying now. But now they're saying, don't, don't no, be here's the, Now here, the, he, Marx... Exactly your I, point. I, don't, I, I tweeted I, at that time, I, Marx had said I, 100, exactly. 150 years ago, and a lot of, that the original advocates of free trade will turn protectionist and at, this a, is at what a later I, stage in capitalism. And this is what I have, and you know, I think me and Arnold disagree on this. I have a, a this no, thing we, on Marx. One second, on Marx, what is Marxism? What is socialism? What is communism? You say it's hopscotch for convenience. Marxism is a critique of capitalism. It is not a prescription of an economic system by itself. And according to me, historically, he hasn't become Marx because he was just some fool. A lot of what he said, whether it was a collapse of feudalism, whether it was a collapse of you know the, 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 the rentism, the guild system, has all come true. So as a critique of capitalism, I think he's worth reading. Whether you want the to read his communist, place, his communist manifesto is a his foolish analysis. document. But exactly what he said is coming true and no one seems to be acknowledging that. No, no people are acknowledging it, but where, where he... No Indian commentator, I haven't read a single piece on this. You know, I, uh, I'll send you a piece when the G20, when the global financial crisis happened. I wrote an op-ed op uh, article in Economic Times, you mm. know, uh, decidedly, uh, you know, uh, right-wing capitalist. So I, it was titled G20 and Marx, so where I pointed out how what he had said in terms of how capitalism will uh, will progress and f keep facing crisis after crisis, and the cycles of the, the this crisis will reduce. Yeah. yeah, but where he went wrong was he he's which he was he himself was disappointed about was that capitalism was, it never collapsed. Right. Yeah, and and. And it won't, because there will be, you know, there will be adjustments. Like no, the new no, we, we had this. In fact, we we uh, we it butted. Kept, it kept adjusting. We butted, rebutted, so rebutted Brexit, on this. But Brexit, uh, what, what I like to say is that you know, uh, it, socialism is not how you spend the money. Socialism is how when you generate the money. That is what classifies. So, for example, there are, I mean, Nordic countries are fifty, you know, fifty percent tax with welfare state. Mm. So you can say that look, this is socialism. No, it's the generation of money, whether it is through capitalism or socialism. There, I would disagree with your Singapore thing. But having said that, of course, people are. I mean, you know, I'm I'm the first one to say things are not right with capitalism. I mean, why, you know, you look around the world and you would see this. But given a choice between a capitalistic society, howsoever horribly it is run, and a socialistic socialism or communist society, howsoever better it is run, I would 10 times out of chair, 10 choose the But you will never time. have that option in the real world. I mean, that's a, that's a thought experiment. No, I mean, really, yeah, I, I totally. think about that. Look he's at Venezuela, I mean, for he's example. He's talking about the classical... The classical state-run uh, Marxist society, which doesn't exist today. So today, what but neither does capitalism, no? no. Neither of the systems exactly. Exist. So neither exists. So we we are so it's a thought we, we are tending towards a, a, a kind of position, uh, a midpoint uh, uh, away from these two extremes. Uh, globalization has resulted in uh, are tending towards societies, eco economies tending towards the center, where state is moving away from uh, business activity. Uh, but those states are, are also big welfare states like Australia. You know, yeah. they are generating wealth and heavy welfare states. 
India today, uh, unfortunately, we are still at a stage where the state is into every activity. Neither is it generating optimal wealth nor it is distributing. You know, so we we are a long way from. Uh, but I think corruption. And here I come back to the same thing about Modi with public sector banks, with public sector Modi units. With Modi is a Modi so, imagines himself. You know, I won't name the official. A very senior government official who works with Modi says told me that he Modi imagines himself according to his interpretation after dealing with Modi for you know so many months as a Lee Kuan Yew. You can do a, you can, Singapore is the size of South Delhi, right? So you can do uh, that model there. It ain't working in India. But even when you do that model there, uh, I wish people would read, you know, a couple of books about Lee Kuan Yew, by Lee Kuan Yew. There, all his interviews and speeches have been a dictator. combined. Not just a dictator, he was a dictator, but he was so phenomenally well read and intelligent that people from Bill Clinton to Obama. They consulted him on economic decisions to take. That doesn't matter. Manmohan Singh also was very intelligent. No, I don't think Manmohan Singh was intelligent. I think Manmohan Singh was a bureaucrat. Oh, come on. He's a double wrangler. So, one second. Hang on. Let me... Lee Kuan Yew has risen from the streets. For me, degrees don't impress me. Degrees... analysis of his social analysis of when you need to assimilate, when you need to be insular, mm. is bloody phenomenal. People need to read about him. Yeah. He, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't pulling it out of his ass. I can't believe you're supporting Lee. Yeah. I'm not supporting. I'm not black or white. I'm Lee. not supporting Lee Kuan Yew. I am, you can't. I'm the most. But of course you can. What I'm saying is, if you see something that is round and black and bitter, you can say it's round and black and bitter, but you can't say it's only bitter. What I'm saying is Lee Kuan Yew was, for me, freedom of speech is most important. So I would never want a person like yeah, Lee Kuan Yew. Yeah, because but freedom... But I'm not, like, I, I, I've been trashing, I've been sitting on dharnas against Manmohan Singh's government. But if tomorrow someone tells me Manmohan Singh is personally uh, corrupt. I mean, I Hitler, know, Hitler also made autobahns. Let's, you know. He was, exactly, and the you can point is, I'm, All I'm saying is that even if you want to create Singapore... There, there comes, sooner or later, there comes, you know, a man obviously through his lifetime does 20 things. Hmm. Granted. But there comes a point where he is identified by just one thing that he has done. Hmm. And it, of course, I know it's all a grey area that Lee has done, you know, built Singapore and all that. But I define Lee by his dictatorialship. That is all. Sure. Like I would define Hitler, hmm. like I would define a lot of other people. You know, now, that, is, now, that is what he's known for. Yeah, the only difference so, I would say is that not if there are... There are, there are, you know, dictators and there are dictators. So I won't put all dictators in the same place. Just like I said, there are democracies like Switzerland where 50,000 people can amend the constitution. And then democracies like Brazil. Disallow minarets. Where, yeah, exactly. And there are democracies like here, you can keep doing anything, koi kuch nahi karna. So everything is not the same. All I'm saying is that Singapore and Lee Kuan Yew is not the same as Nazis. Germany. It is not the of same. You cannot club them the same. Of course not. I mean, who was doing that? No. Now you are saying he is a dictator like Hitler. Like but he that. said no, I didn't say that. Like. in one of his books, hmm. he said about India, he said the biggest hurdle to India's progress will be its diversity. caste system. And or his di its diversity also. He said. So, social fragmentation. Uh, yeah. Social <laughs> fragmentation. So, um, okay, I'd just like to wind up now. Uh, Manisha, if you have anything to offer uh, listeners, please feel free. And then we'll sign off. Before I sign off, and everyone gives their views. I would just like to tell our listeners that 
This podcast is available on Stitcher as well as SoundCloud. We are now also on Stitcher. And all the pieces we mentioned, including the ones Venu spoke about, his pieces, you can find the links below the podcast on the newslaundry.com page and not on the Stitcher or the SoundCloud page. Manisha, what did you suggest? Um, so, a piece in Rolling Stone on Brexit, uh, which is headline, the reaction to Brexit is the reason Brexit mm. happened. I think it's again, uh, again, deals with our disdain for voters and for democracy when it doesn't suit us. It's a nice piece. Okay. And um, also please watch Real Telangana's news channel's little report on inflation, which we wrote a little short on. It's really hilariously done, but it's also really, I think it's nice. We watch too much of Delhi TV and Delhi news, you should watch this. Hmm. I, I would like to plug in Dekini Urdu. one of our pieces, news laundry pieces, hmm. Hmm. which I read yesterday, which is that running makes you smarter. From the conversation. <laughs> yeah. From the conversation and I've never jogged or you know run in my life. So I was intrigued, I read the whole thing and thankfully I was relieved to find that the scientific experiments were, have been conducted in mice. So they've not wow. been, so fingers crossed the human so, trials would so not be. does make you smarter. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I was brilliant. Because <laughs> I run so much. <laughs> you, you run a lot, huh? every day? Not every day, up to Buddha, but I still, but every day I do yoga. Because yoga does what running can't. Like Babaji said. Yeah. But I do yoga every day. Uh, what would you suggest to our listeners, Venu, uh, something this week that you think would enrich their lives that you saw or read? Something that I saw or I read. Well, I would, uh, uh, I would recommend this, uh, this totally engaging f- uh, football match, European Championship, where uh, like Iceland defeated you, England. That's an interesting recommendation. Usually That's a, and like it really it got me sort of so charged and the for the first time and the English players were lying on the ground after two after two one defeat, face down crying, you know. And Iceland is three hundred thousand people, three lakh yeah, people is the population. Yeah. In fact there's a very nice graphic how they chose their yeah. soccer team. Three lakh people, half women, so that's one lakh fifty. Out of these, how many are there for management and how many are, how many are children, how many between yeah. 18? So they came, finally they had to select from 27 people. <laughs> so if you, if, you, if you watch that match, huh. it'll be like a great inspiration. That's what I'm saying. You know, projects like The Wire and News Launch, you can take on Times of India. Exactly. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. You're not Punjabi. Na. <laughs> okay, I would like to suggest, <clears throat> much to my haters' dismay, uh, I thought Amrinder Singh's interview with Barkha Dutt was a phenomenal interview. Uh, and I'm not just saying this because Barkha is such a great interviewer. I think she's good. But I think that was a very good interview because finally someone in the Congress spoke about Rahul Gandhi and Sonia Gandhi like they are regular people who are also dumb in some ways. And the obvious disdain with which he spoke about Rahul Gandhi, I think it is a really good thing. I don't you know, support Amrinder Singh for a lot of other reasons. But if every party can have regional satraps, and he wasn't nasty, but he was saying he was wrong. Rahul didn't know what he was talking. Yeah, he, you know, just the way he spoke about the Gandhis, I don't think any Congress person's seventh janam me has dreamt of speaking about the Gandhis like that. Just for that reason, I think that was worth, worth watching. Yeah, AKB, you have to add the caveat that he is a Maharaja, ex Maharaja of Patiala. So he can say a lot of things that will be forgiven. Sarjit, wo Make no mistake, it's not about his being Maharaja. He wouldn't have said this when Sonia Gandhi yeah, uh, went 209 seats. The, because Cong- the moment Congress came below 100 seats, the fear of the Gandhis has reduced. 
this will happen to Modi also. The mo moment he goes down, if BJP goes down to about 150, 160, Modi will be just, you know, same fate he'll meet. Right. So that's all we have for you on the Hafta. Thanks, MK Venu. Oh, we, we can't let Venu go before he predicts to uh, the uh, number of seats BJP will get in 2019. Now that we're on the subject, just the number, Venu. Let's see. Three years from now, would you be proven correct or wrong? Well, uh, 100 and. Uh, uh, can I give a range? No, just one number, then you can give a range. First, a number. Uh, say 160. Okay. What do you say, Anand? I would say that they are coming to power again. But no, you are not giving a number. After extracting a number from <laughs> <laughs> Are they own? Yes. Okay. Here's what I say about election. And on this, I'm willing to argue with anyone, even someone with the kind of background that Venu does, or the kind of intellectual prowess that Anand does, or the kind of experience that Shekhar Gupta keeps telling us he has. Anyone who predicts an election result more than four months before the election <laughs> is just pulling out a number at random. Of course. That's what we're doing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, what I'm saying, there is the, even four yeah, months. Brexit ka, sab galat ho sab ga hey? Yeah, Brexit is wrong. Yeah, boss, one quick financial collapse, one quick nangi tasveer kisi ki nikal jai, one kuch statement yama ho jai, sab bal badal jai. But he, he's being unfair. He, he made me give a number. He's still <laughs> he's not giving a number. <laughs> That's because right now we are donning journalist caps. Fairness guy, tell lene. Okay, thanks. Uh, this uh, week we dedicate. Our song uh, to our listeners and our subscribers. Thank you for your support. Every now and then we dedicate a song for you. This one's for you. Keep writing in. We will read out three listeners' mails and subscribe because only when the subscriber or the viewer or the news consumer pays is the news consumer served. When corporations pay, corporations serve support independent media. If you don't like us, support The Wire. If you don't like The Wire, support Swaraj. If you don't like Swaraj, dude, then just go watch Rocky Khan stuff. Bye-bye, good night, thank you. Bye. All new episodes of NL Hafta on newslaundry.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.